0: I'm your host Lauren Stone and tonight we're joined by Dr. Roberta Vadula. She earned her master's degree in dentistry and prosthodontics honours in 2013 before relocating to Sydney. Following further studies she successfully passed the ADC and is fully qualified now. The way Roberta connects and communicates with people is what drives her work to excel. She's very empathetic and a caring Dentist who makes everyone feel at ease, including kids and anxious patients. She is a volunteer dentist at Filling the Gap and a dentist for the Italians in Sydney community. When she is not in clinic, Roberta spends her time doing CrossFit, yoga, reading, and acting, and traveling, pre COVID, of course. Dr. Roberta Vadula, welcome to the show. Hey,
1: thank you so much for having me here.
0: So for many of our viewers who have graduated from Australia, can you explain what it means to have a master's in dentistry and prosthodontics on this?
1: Yeah, sure. Uh, it's pretty much actually the same kind of degree that you guys have here. The only thing is that in Italy, like, it's now six years and we don't have the chance to choose between undergrad and postgrad. So um, when I studied, it was five years straight after high school. But nowadays, it's actually six years and doesn't matter whether you have a degree or not, you will still go through the same journey. And it's from, you know, day zero to yeah the end of the, the course. So it's a master degree. It's the equivalent of a
0: master degree. Yeah. Right. So you do an undergraduate. Is that, is that how it works? Of dentistry? Correct.
1: Yeah. Even if you have a degree, there is no chance for you to have a shortened path you might have some exams that will be like you know they, w- they might accept some of the exams for example if you come from a similar um degree like medical science or pharmacology or biology but you still have to go through the same yeah
0: long long course yeah and so that final year that's an honors in whichever specialty you kind of want to is that how it works
1: no, it's actually like imagine I did five years. So in the first two, it's similar to medical school. So we actually together. And then from yeah. year three to year five, you go to the placement and you have more uh, courses just related to dentistry and still have some other medical kind of subject to majors. Yeah.
0: Right, okay. Yeah. So, Dr. Roberta.
1: It's different. It's confusing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it is, it is. That's, and that's why I brought it up uh, for a lot of our Australian viewers. I hope um, you- So, Dr. Roberta, tell us a little about your CP journey so far.
1: Okay, yeah, cool. Um, well, I'm trying to honestly do as much as I can. Uh, last year during lockdown, I joined a lot of online courses. This year, I've done quite a few so far until, of course, the lockdown hit. And what I did was actually the medical emergency. So most of my most of my CPDs are all related to the ADA. Just if you're uh, you know you know private kind of I would say. So I've done some sedation, some uh, medical emergency as well, just to refresh. Uh, also done surgical extraction, um, and I was planning to just refresh also endodontics, which was supposed to be this month, and then later on but has been cancelled. Um same I'm planning to do Chris Ho next year. And also I might do some other couple yeah in photography course that's the one that I really want to do the one that you guys are sharing. Yes. It's, yeah shabby that really yeah it's really interesting. So yeah that's the next but um yeah I try to book all my courses at the end of the year at the beginning of the year for the you know until the end of the year. But with COVID, yeah, things have been, like, a bit, yeah, weird. It is, it is, hasn't it?
0: Yeah. I mean, you've mentioned a few different things. Is there a particular reason you picked those particular ones or was there a bit of structure to it when you were planning and selecting the, the courses that you wanted to attend? Yeah.
1: So consider that, you know, I graduated in 2013 and then consider that I also spent a few years in Australia uh, in australia to get my degree and a lot of things you know going on anyway over the years but um i still consider myself kind of a new grad in australia so my goal is first to be really good at you know general dentistry so have a very comprehensive knowledge and that's why i'm refreshing the basics. to be honest you know crown veneers and because you never know you know everything right and it's pretty much the same, but you still want to, uh, you know, just, yeah, as I said, make sure that you do the right things before you go and do some more complex cases. So my goal was to do a little bit of invisalign. Um, Again, just normal basic, you know, stuff that every dentist should do uh, before uh, getting into more complicated treatments. So, yes, the, it seems like nothing is related to each other and they are all different things, but no, it's just the basics, you know, bread and butter.
0: <laughs> yeah yeah fair enough I mean it's, it's kind of just building on you know um our, our foundations isn't it
1: yeah it's also true that um when you study you think you might like some stuff and then when you actually work in private practice you might change completely your mind so for example when I was at uni I didn't like at all prosto and then I had the pleasure and honor to work with Dr. Johan Choi while I was getting my degree you know accredited and uh just by looking at what he was doing and all the formal rehab, I just enjoyed it. I thought um, that's something that I, you know, I would like to do in the future. Same thing for surgery. I thought that's not something that I'm interested. in. I was a uni, and actually now that I'm doing surgical things a little bit more, uh, I actually enjoy them. So I want to know more about that. So again, uh, I yeah, I don't like to be stuck. I just want to explore, if, you know, everything, a lot of stuff before maybe, you know, getting into um, some specialization or things like that. Yeah. Okay, cool.
0: (laughs) Um, So you mentioned the ADC. So in your process to uh, obtaining your ADC accreditation, can you share some of the challenges you might have faced?
1: (laughs) The whole journey is a challenge. (laughs) (laughs) from day one but thank god there was no COVID at the time no um it's yeah it's 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 a very difficult journey because it's very competitive obviously everybody wants to come to Australia and practice as a dentist so they make it really hard for us um I spent nearly about a year just trying to get my documents approved and it's you know a degree which is valid across Europe so I'm actually able to work across Europe and then when I came to Australia it felt like do you even have a degree? Like the thing that I had to prove and all the documentation and back and forth really took me about 11 months. Wow. Then, yeah, then you know, you have the chance to sit for a written exam, which is over two days, and you need to re go through everything you've done during dentistry. And you, you can sit once every six months, so that you know takes some time also. And then I spent about eight months just to prepare for the practical exam. And that was the craziest things I ever done. Literally, I had a surgery, dental surgery in my house. Uh, I had a mannequin, a compressor, and I would just practice eight hours a day, even every day. Then I went to India to do some extra training on a mannequin, obviously. And again, I spent two months practicing nine hours a day, every single day. And then when I came back, I just decided, okay, I'm going to sit for my exam. And, you know, fingers crossed. And thank God I was able to pass it because financially um, it's hard. It, it takes a long time. And if you miss a chance or you fail, you need to wait. And, you you know, you might wait again for other, you know, who knows, six months, a year. You never know. So in total, my journey took three years,
0: wow.
1: a lot of study, a lot of, yeah, sacrifice. But it was worth it in the end. Yeah, it was worth it. Yeah, I'm happy that's over. <laughs> You always learn, even if it's the same thing. You know, people say, "Oh, are teeth different between Italy and Australia?" No, materials the same, procedures are the same, but you always learn something. And there, are, there are some guidelines uh, specifically for Australia, so it's good to, you know, yeah, learn those as well.
0: So, I guess, where did you go to, kind of, you know? Um, I mean, it's a lonely journey, I would imagine, you know, so, you know, where do you go to find more information? Where do you go to kind of build a community? Like, how did you go about doing all that?
1: Yeah, there, when I started, honestly, I had no clue, because I actually was already in Australia living here, and then I thought I might get my degree also approved. So I started I was a bit naive to be honest and maybe that was a very good thing because (laughs) when you know the process it's so scary um so I found a lot of information actually online there are a lot of Facebook groups a lot of people so I was able to connect and honestly that helped a lot like you study together you you just you know discuss cases and you share information and the more you do it the more you learn the more you have chances to pass so it was all like i met amazing friendships during those you know three years and there are some of these girls and these people that i never met but we are friends and we still are in contact and we are in australia in different part of australia just yeah just because of the adc so definitely online a lot of stuff online a lot of contacts networking
0: Mm. And then you mentioned you went over to India for a little bit as well, for a little bit to do the mannequin. Tell us about how that kind of came about.
1: Yeah, because there are a lot of courses. You definitely need the guidance, some sort of mentorship or anyway, somebody, because it's a very sophisticated and very complex exam. The written, but especially the clinical, the practical one. So I really wanted to practice a lot. And, for example, in Italy, we don't do a lot of complex amalgams or there are some stuff that you still need to do in the exam. They are not really taught a unit. So I just felt, you know, I might just go to India. There are a lot of schools and I knew some of the people there, you know, had an experience there. Um, yes, I'm, I will go somewhere. I've never been to India. I'm going to travel by myself. You know, it's crazy, right? But I felt like I think I'm going to give it a go. Uh, I'm very positive. And worst case scenario, it's going to be just a trick, right? <laughs> but actually I had a great experience there. I've learned so much. They literally taught me a lot of stuff that, yeah, were, were very, very important for the exam. Because they know really well. A lot of schools, you know, they now know what the exam is. So they they teach you what you need to know, exactly how you need to prepare teeth and yeah, so it was crazy. And literally I spent two months studying a lot, practicing a lot, nonstop, Sunday included, and I traveled really little. I mean, I just visited Delhi for three days and the rest of the two months was full on. But, again, a great experience. And, again, thanks to the ADC. Hi, <laughs> know.
0: oh yeah i can't imagine you know when you've done like six years of uni and then you know you've you've stopped studying for a good solid and then then you come back and then you have to get back into it in a very short space of time that's very full-on
1: yeah yeah that's true yeah but when you are there you know when you are in you don't even think straight you just go 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 yeah i was like what should i do like you know just forgetting my degree or not just do one step at a time and you focus on one step and then one step goes well and then you go on the other one and then tick 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 at the end you look back and you know you've done it so that's how it works
0: (laughs) (laughs) so you know so of all the, the cpds that you've taken so far what would you say has had the biggest clinical impact on you today
1: um look it was very helpful the sedation one uh because i've had a lot of patients that needed sedation i'm talking about happy gas um so i straight after i did it uh, i took the course uh, i was able to uh, perform you know on some of the kids that i had um with also the surgical uh course that i took that was about yeah june um with a max pack and dr also sue um honestly it's helping me to kind of understand which kind of for example uh wisdom teeth i can remove and when it's actually better or safer to refer so definitely that was an end zone as well and we had you know a pig head and we had to do stitches and we had to remove uh pig's teeth of course so I learned quite a few things i mean you know i knew the basics again but it's always good to confirm what you're doing and make sure that you're doing the right things um what else emergency is always important i think like you always need to refresh you know cpr and how to react in an emergency situation because it doesn't matter you always know it but if something happens you're never going to be really ready so yeah i try to be updated with that Um, And I was very excited about the new courses coming. But as I said, I can't talk about that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no, fair enough, fair enough. So would you say that you kind of approach for more like um, hands-on kind of CPD to kind of um, that's where you wanted to um, double more of where your CPD attention was?
1: Yes. First, because of course you want to also do a bit of clinical things and all, uh, but the, the main thing is also networking. I think it's really amazing to go there and then meet with other colleagues and introduce yourself, you know, also, um, yeah, I think that's the main thing. And, and that is also why I don't really like online kind of courses um it's just different yeah the approach is different and you want like if one day i have a trouble and i want to refer to a max fat i really want him to know who i am i want to introduce myself first i want to uh, you know build a relationship as well it's all about that at the end yeah
0: yeah you want to be comfortable who you're going to refer to and you want to be you want them to know who you are so they can kind of have an open communication right yeah i I, 100 agree with that
1: and you yeah it just it's nice to because in the dental field is so small in australia right so it's just nice to connect and yeah we are following each other on social media but you actually want to yeah know and have a you know personal relationship as well i think
0: 100 um following on from that you know who has been your biggest mentors or you know idols in your career path and and why i mean i think you've mentioned a few names already but um
1: Yes, yes, yes. Actually, guys, I really want to also tell you that I've joined the mentoring program with the Australian Dental Association, which is a great program for new grads. So I'm not sure whether you're spreading information about that. But yes, that's something that I'm doing as well. Um, so I guess mentoring is essential. You can find mentors everywhere, obviously. You don't have to have a program or I always ask opinions uh, and I always share you know, my doubts with other uh, clinicians. But definitely when I was, after I traveled in Australia for one year, because I was supposed to be here for one year as a traveler, um, I ended up working for Dr. Johan Choi and Dr. David Cheng. They were opening up their practice at the time. So definitely Dr. Choi and Dr. David also, um, I I would consider them mentors. Uh, With Dr. Johan, I literally saw... I don't know, I just saw how he grew, how he started and what, you know, he achieved. So how technically he's, you know, yeah, he's just amazing. So definitely he's one of the, yeah, the main mentors that I I had in my life. Uh, I would say now that I'm joining also the, yeah, I'm part of the, I'm a mentee of the uh, mentorship program. Uh I'm actually paired with Dr. Kate Amos and she's lovely too. She's amazing. And I'm quite sure I'm going to have a great journey with her. So I'm looking forward to having 10 months of, um, yeah, growth and learning. <laughs> um, look, there, there, I don't know. I think I had quite a few. To be honest, also, for example, I have some colleagues that I met during the ABC. They they have Some of them are very knowledgeable and skilled in their countries as well. For example, some of them may be really good at implants. So when I have, for example, a case, I may just, you know, contact them and say, hi, what do you think about this? Or maybe some of them are superior in their countries. I know that they, they are no specialists here, but I know that they can kind of mentor me or can just help me. And I just like to have different opinions about, you know, even a single case. So a lot of my colleagues i would still consider mentors whoever you know whoever can teach you something is i guess it's a mentor and uh dr omar ikram the endodontist as well is so nice and every time i have a question and i just ask him look, do you mind if you know i just share this out straight away he has an answer and he's very keen on can helping so there are really great people around so Yeah, Mm. plenty.
0: (laughs) I think, I mean, just to make a few comments on that, I mean, um, I'm also in the ADA uh, New South Wales um, mentoring program. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, you know, we didn't have the, um, because of COVID, we didn't have the meetup with everyone. So, you know, that would have been an opportunity for that I would have met you at. um, So, I've I've been in it before, and this is another year that I'm in it, and I I 100% agree. It's a great program for um, recent graduates to be in to have someone who's a lot more senior to kind of provide a lot more um, support and you know be that extra E when you need someone to kind of um, give you some feedback, you know, um, on a more regular basis, um, mm-hmm. and someone that's outside the clinic to kind of give you that. I 100% agree. That's a great service that the ADA is um providing.
1: Yeah, absolutely, totally agree. So. Yeah. If somebody has a chance next year, please just jump on it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, a few other things that you mentioned, you know, I think um, Omar Akram. Yeah, definitely. I agree. I've, I've had my fair share, of, but I've um, been pestering him with some endo cases and he's definitely been um, happy to reply very quickly. So yes, definitely happy to give a shout out to Omar Akram from um, Crow's Nest. Um yeah. Johan's Johan's just raving about you on online at the moment as well through the Instagram live.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah,
0: yeah. Um, so um, you've mentioned you are the dentist in the Italians in Sydney community, you know, appearing on SBS Radio Italy even, you know, tell tell us a little bit more about this kind of community that you're kind of involved in.
1: Yeah, so look, when I first came to Australia, to be honest, I didn't hang out a lot with my community because the goal was to learn English and to travel and meet, you know, people from all over the world, not just Italians. But I've noticed that since I started working as a dentist, uh, a lot of people contacted me to sometimes, you know, just I guess when you are overseas, I'm not sure whether you are familiar with it, but. When you're in a different country and you have a problem medical problem or dental problem it's really nice to have somebody that can speak your language and sometimes people do understand but they have doubts and they think they you know they, they can't understand or they don't really they don't know how to express their concerns or the questions so i've started you know just publishing information trying to help people to understand how medicare works for example how uh, private insurance is or just the dental field because i have been here now for seven years and i've worked even as a dental assistant as a receptionist as a practice manager so i i know i kind of got to know a lot of stuff even before being a dentist here so if i can you know help people out or understand a little bit more even if they are not my patient they might be in a different part of australia or sometimes they travel and they say oh look you know who can i see when i go to perth for example and i say "Oh, look i might find somebody that i might not know personally but can look after you and then i started research so i i'm kind of Uh, I don't know, I feel like I have a role in my community as well, like to give back a little bit more um, and to, yeah, you know, share my experience, but also my knowledge, try to be, uh, just try to help. Yeah, just try to help and connect them sometimes with specialists. Yeah, I think, yeah. And I enjoy this. I, I really enjoy this, to be honest.
0: That's so awesome. Yeah, 100%, like, you know, a lot of people who are of ethnic background sometimes, you know, want someone who's, some they can understand, affiliate with what they're talking about and communicate, like you mentioned, is probably one of the hardest things, especially when it comes to dentistry, dental terms.
1: Yeah. And I, you know, I work in different uh, practices. So I work in Parramatta and in, in, there are different, of course, uh, demographics. So I sometimes face the same issue. Like I have a patient which speaks another language and how can you get a consent, you know, from somebody who doesn't really understand exactly what you are doing or what you want to do. So I think it's really important. And um, so I try to share information or I just let them know how things work here um, you know, cost wise, but not just that, you know, anything. Uh, yeah. It becomes a bit too much. Sometimes imagine, you know, people <laughs> messaging you night and day and you know, weekends. Uh, yeah, it's a lot, but at the same time, it's okay.
0: <laughs> well, it sounds like you've got a good reputation for it. Um, so what is, what would you say your ideal clinical day kind of looks like, you know, what kind of procedures are you getting up to?
1: Look, I like variety in life in general. So I like when I can just perform different things. Like today, it's actually one of the busiest days during COVID. Uh, I'm not working much, but today I had, you know, headaches. So I ended up doing a root canal, um, you know, extraction and crown prep and, you know, just a console that will be, you know, a treatment later on when, you know, yeah, later on for sure. So when I can do different things and different treatment uh, consultation as well. During COVID actually I've noticed that because we are doing emergency a lot, I love, you know, the di- diagnose and treatment planning. I love trying to, you know, work out what can this be or what, but there is this in a crack and a period. So it's just fascinating compared to a lot of days in which you might have three or four checkup and clean straight after, you know, one after the other. Uh, just, you know, the same thing I would say, but uh, I do enjoy anyway, talking to different people, you know, uh, um, just you know because everybody you know comes in with a different story with different uh, problems with different you know lifestyle background and I uh, so even if I have the same kind of oh my gosh up and claims four in a row I still know that I'm going to meet different people so yeah I still enjoy it but yeah variety I would say
0: <laughs> yeah yeah so you say your clinical day you'd like to do a little bit of everything
1: yeah a little bit of everything you get exhausted by the you know the end of the day like now for example <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yes, your brain is just fried by the end of a long day. (laughs) (laughs) So um, share with us what you hope, you know, your clinical day on non clinical day, ideal, you know, day would look like in five years time. And, you know, what kind of CPD do you want to do to kind of um, get to that point?
1: Uh, look at this stage I think I would like to do a bit more in five years time I you know I'm thinking I would like to be more into full mouth rehab and cosmetic dentistry a bit more Uh, but it's kind of a cliche nowadays so (laughs) (laughs) yeah this is my interest at the moment Um, how to get there at this stage as I said I don't want to focus on one a specific field of dentistry even if I like you know these sort of um, treatments I don't want to just perform those or start just you know with that because I still feel I need to understand everything occlusion uh, like a different disease before you know I focus um, and because I might change my mind I'm always open to you know change change my mind in the future who knows um, how to get there learning keep practicing sometimes i think oh i should you know be uh studying more i should be doing more more cpds more than what i'm doing it's crazy okay. but then i think you also need to practice and you need to face your challenges and then when you understand okay i have a weakness here then you go and do some cbds for example so also CPDs are very expensive right so you can't just do CPDs. you still need to you know balance it off but definitely you know learning knowledge that's that's the main thing and practicing as much as possible obviously so together so i will keep planning my courses i will keep you know working um sometimes i take some more time you know some extra time i don't want to be rushed i want to you know just do my best for every patient um it doesn't matter if you know my hour is very you know like it's not very productive um my practices don't mind so far so yeah take my time learn do my best that's all I can do
0: Mm -hmm. I like that mindset the kind of thing you're talking about you know you're gonna do it at your own pace you are going to you know don't feel like you have to rush and do it all at the same one time and you know you've mentioned you want to do um like apply what you're learning, not just learning it theoretically, but also applying it practically. Yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like For example, I've done this Invisalign Go course. I haven't had time to, you know, apply much. I did it only, I took it three months ago, I think, I can't remember. Then, you know, of course, now it's COVID. I'm not doing this kind of consultation. But also, at the beginning, I want to find some Cases that I think are appropriate for me. I don't want to lose my sleep and night time because it's already stressful, and you know we we face a lot of challenges every day. Sometimes I work on my own, so yeah, I want to be safe. I want the patients to be safe, but at the same time, let's look. I mean, let's be honest. I'm gonna have probably another thirty years for my you know my career. I don't have to achieve everything tomorrow, and yeah I want to be skilled but at the same time I will be very very skilled but at the time I will probably be very 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 old so (laughs) it's okay you know
0: (laughs) forever 21 forever 21 yeah
1: exactly (laughs) so you know honestly yeah you can you look at other people and it's amazing you can be you know I I like to be inspired but at the same time I have my own journey so I can't compare with other people and none, none none of us should actually yeah
0: yeah, you know, I think I think there's some good pointers there. I mean, you've mentioned it already. It was kind of leading up to my next question, you know, what kind of CP do you feel like you didn't quite benefit from at much at the time and would do differently? Um, I mean, you've mentioned Invisalign Go, is another particular thing that, you know, you might not be at, have benefited significantly at the time and you would do it differently?
1: Oh, actually, that's the only one, to be honest, because also, you know, with align, as you know, also you need the software. So some practices might have it, some other practices might not have it. So you might not be able to, you know, uh, yeah, it's not the right fit. So probably I should have waited. I'm not sure, you know, I'm happy that I took it anyway. And I'm sure, am I planning in the future? Maybe not, this is not the right time, but it's not, you know, it's not a waste anyway. It's a a course that I took and I just, yeah. mm, I just need to plan a little bit later with a bit of delay probably, but still, you know, knowledge there. Um, as I said, networking, I met other people there. Um, so they're there to help me, uh, to set up, for example, connections between, you know, the scanner. So yeah, still, still worth it. I
0: mean, yeah, don't, uh, I don't you'll know. always learn something out of CPD.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So I want to take a little moment to talk about your volunteering for filling the gap. you know can you share us with us your experience about that?
1: Yeah, sure. I always want to do some volunteer kind of uh, experience when I was a student even uh, but at the time I didn't feel right because again, you still need to invest some money to go on a trip or to go you know overseas and I felt like my parents were already paying a lot of money to you know, allow me to study. So I just say, okay, you know, one day I'll do it. So then a couple of years ago I was here, was a member of the ADA because of my um, ADC journey. And I found out that they have a program and I just asked uh, whether I could join it. And they said, yes, you can, but of course you can just be a dental assistant. I said, fair enough. So I did a couple of times and it was really nice to be honest. So after I got my license in Australia, I kept my connection with them. And even after I was able to uh, work as a dentist, uh, as a volunteer dentist. And again, there are a lot of people that are in need. Uh, ADA has a lot of also, you know, they have availability. I mean, they they have funds and they, they can help people and they actually are searching always for dentists that want to join the program. So some days they struggle to find EAs, dental assistant or, you know, or, you know, or as well. So, uh, yeah, when sometimes they are in need and they might shoot me an email last minute, if I can, I might take a day off and just help them out. And again, it's, it's rewarding. Um, yeah, it's always rewarding when, yeah, you meet people that really can't afford dentistry and they need your help and you can do something for them. Even if you don't earn any money, it's okay,
0: yeah. That's so awesome. I feel like you're a strong advocate for ADA, eh?
1: Um, <laughs> no, it seems like
0: <laughs> um, you, know, you should join the ADA and become part of the recent grad <laughs> committee too, yeah. even <laughs> something I learned about you is that you embrace personal growth and development. You know, you don't like to define success as only a job salary, title, but you know, about your physical and mental health and free time. A a book that you um, refer to is *The Untamed* by Glenn O'Donnell. Um, There's a chapter on sandcastles, I believe. Can you explain, explore how that chapter kind of um, particularly resonates with you?
1: Okay. Uh, Well, it was a bit of a feminist kind of chapter, but (laughs) (laughs) it's
0: 2021. It's all good.
1: uh from memories because you know I read a lot of books so that was a while ago a few months ago um you know all of us I mean we we find identities in what we do uh and I struggle always to with that because for example yeah we are dentists but I'm not I mean my identity is not being a dentist so my identity for example is not being for example a mother I I struggle to you know put myself in a frame and that chapter just says that when you always talk about yourself related to another person whether it's your son your daughter your husband your career sooner or later these things are gonna you're gonna lose them because at some point you're not gonna have your job because you might retire uh your kids might grow up and they leave you or your partner whatever you know you never know so your your world might collapse at the time and they yeah that just made me Think about do I really want that do I feel like I am a dentist so one day if I can't work as a dentist I feel I'm no one or I don't have an identity and I found that I love and enjoy a lot of things like yes I'm a dentist but um I have an interest in medical just health in general and fitness it's I guess it's all connected when I see my patients for example in the clinic I can't ignore what they're eating, what they're doing, if they're obese, if they're smoking, if they're pregnant. Um, it's always important to understand the person. It's not just their mouth or their teeth. So I guess I apply this kind of mindset. I relate it to the book, but I apply that to my life and to their life as well. So that's why I just, you know, I don't know. I think I just explore a lot of things. And that chapter just remind me that um, you don't want to have an identity related on or linked to somebody else. You need to find yourself. You need to discover your strength, your weaknesses, uh, focus on yourself, not in a selfish way, but just in a way that you are fully aware of your, you know, who you are, and then you relate to others. I hope I express <laughs> What I was about, I'm sorry,
0: (laughs) I put you on the spot. I put you on the spot. Hey, you probably weren't expecting that question. (laughs) That was a tricky one, Dr. Roberto. Thank you,
1: more for women. It was more for women. Don't worry, it's all good.
0: So good. It's 2021. It's all good, Dr. Roberto Viola. Thank you for coming on the show. Um, if you can let the people know um, how they can find you and what's kind of going on, or if you leave any lasting words for the young graduate that's coming out.
1: Oh well, look, I really don't like to give advice. I I really feel every person is different. Everybody has their own journey. But just what you feel, I think, just try to improve every single day. Don't worry about challenges. We all have them, to be honest. Every single day is a challenge. And whatever process you start, whether it is, you know, another degree or a family or moving overseas, for example, and start living in another country, every time, you know, there is a difficult, there is, you're going to go through some obstacles. So just focus one day at a time. Try to go to work, be positive, understand sometimes you might not know everything or you you, you might not be, you know, super skilled. But it's okay. I mean, you just need to learn those skills. You just need to learn more. That's all. That's all it means. So don't worry about failure. Just do your best every day. That's what I think. And CPD is learning in all different forms, whatever works. Follow people. Ask. Yeah. Just be awesome. Happy. Awesome.
0: <laughs> uh, Dr. Roberta, thank you for coming on the show again. I hope you have a great night. Get some rest. <laughs> thank
1: you. <laughs> You yes, bye. Thanks for having bye. me. Bye. Bye, see ya.